This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and it's three days, three days until we close on the sale of our house. Uh, Amy and I, this past Thursday, went in to the title company, and we signed all the paperwork we were supposed to sign, and uh, it was kind of funny. We, uh, Amy wore a, a black uh, sweater over a long-sleeve white uh, dress-up shirt, you know, button-up with a collar and all that. And, and, you know, with the collar out, you know, and uh, she, and uh, black pants, and we go in there, and the woman that we were working with had virtually the same outfit. <laughs> they looked at each other, and I said, what, did you guys call each other this morning or something? <laughs> anyway, uh, so we've got that done. Uh, we had some weather this past week. This is the the non-winter year so far, even though we got a little hint of the winter this last week. Um where it snowed on uh, Wednesday. Was that uh, Valentine's Day? I think that was. Was that Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday? Yeah. And uh, which was my mom's birthday. She would have been 87. Anyway, so uh, Amy and I went out to eat after work and, and all that. And it, the snow started. And we got snow. And we were told by our local weather people that it should be at least in the twin cities area at least where we're living it'd be maybe an inch or two of snow well it'd end up being about five or six inches of snow which eh, you know i see that uh there's a big snowstorm going off over uh to the northeast uh in this country over there new england area and all that you know that that area they're getting they're getting snow and and uh i was watching the national news talk about it and saying that parts of new york could see you know five or six inches of snow and i went wow <laughs> and they're just like, this is big news. Uh, but you know, we got five or six inches of snow, and it was, yeah, okay. Now, we had the day off the, the after it snowed. So I was able to uh, go over to the house that we're selling, and I had to shovel. And that was, that was fun, but I thought, you know, this is it. This is going to be the last time. I'm not going to shovel over here again until... Well, Friday, uh, I had to go over. <laughs> I, I was, uh, uh, I, I went to check on the house. I forgot to bring the shovel. Uh, the plow had come by and left a bunch of mess in front of the sidewalks in the driveway. And I thought, nope, I'm going to clean that up. I don't want the new owners to have to fight with that. And it would have been so great if it could have held off on snowing until after the close and, and after the new people had their time to get everything moved in because... You know, they wouldn't have to deal with snow on the ground, but now they have to. And But I've cleaned up the walkways, so everything should be fine. So we're very excited. Our, our realtor has been uh, telling us, you know, he's been keeping us on the scale of how excited we should be. Because, you know, things, d- deals can fall through. It can happen. Uh, he's, you know, he says you never, you never get full on excited until, you, you know, that, that the ink is on the paper. You know, so, the, so it's the the buyers haven't come in to do the clothes yet. That's Tuesday. Tuesday is when they're going to do that in the afternoon. And sometime after 3 o'clock, if everything goes well, we'll get a call from the title company saying, that's it, everything's done. And then I immediately have to get on the phone and call the water uh, department, uh, water and sewer for the Saint, for St. Paul and say, okay, here's the, <laughs> you can shut off, you know, you can stop pay, charging us for the water and uh, do all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of exciting. Uh, kind of, it's very exciting. We're we're kept. He, like I said, our realtor has been keeping our excitement level. You know, at one point, so you can go to seven out of ten. 
you know, and then and then, he, then at some point after a little hurdle was 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 overcome, he says you can go to eight now, and then <laughs> as things keep going, uh, the uh, one of the uh, last hurdles um, uh, just before Amy and I went to sign off, there was the hurdle of uh, the loaning company approving to go to close. You know, so that happened, and he said, you can go to, you know, whatever it was at that point. You can go to uh, 8.75, and then whatever. You, you, you know, he just gave us along. After Amy and I signed our paperwork, and we told him, we're all signed in and everything, he says, 9.75. I guess it's on a scale of 10. But you know Amy and I are going to go to 11 when, when it happens. So that's, uh, yeah, you know... Uh, there'll be one, at least one more stop inside the house. That's when I go and I uh, give it my last walkthrough, and then I have to drop off keys so that uh, you know we don't have any keys anymore, so I won't be able to go into the house. So I'll just do a little walkthrough. That'll be on Monday, and uh, then there's going to be a walkthrough on Tuesday, which is just to make sure we didn't pull anything, which I mentioned last week. And then once that's done. Uh, the buyers go to the title company and they sign the paperwork. And they have themselves a new home. It's kind of, you know, it's, well, you know, it's the first house I've ever sold. It's interesting, all the things you have to you know, know what to do. But at least that's why, you know, that's why you get a realtor. Because they know the stuff. And uh, anyway, so that's, yeah. So we're, we're, at, a, we're at 9 point, uh, I guess, we, oh, I guess we can go to 9.9. .9. <laughs> that's the that's the last form. Once we form the, uh, sign those forms, that's he said you can go to nine point nine. Yeah, so so it's uh we're getting there. Um, I have a couple Facebook items I wanted to talk about. First though, uh, yay Taylor Swift won the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, that's the you know I suggested that uh, you know, there was a there was an ironic image. Uh, that was that was spotted during the game. I saw it while I was watching the, the big Super Bowl take place between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, uh, which uh, I saw. Uh, you know, the end zones. There's one end zone that'll have the the you know 49ers logo, and the other end zone will have the Kansas City Chiefs logo. And on the there's a white border that goes around the whole the whole field. And that white border represents the, you know, you're out of bounds, that kind of thing. And in the and at, uh, at the end zones, they have a message written in the uh, put into that white border. There's a message. Uh, so it's it says end racism. And in the Chiefs, <laughs> in Kansas City's end zone, there's the big word Chiefs with end racism above it. And people, and I noted it myself. I said that's that's kind of ironic. Uh, you know, I know that there are some Native American groups that are not happy with the, the Kansas City uh, Chiefs calling themselves the Chiefs, and I'm really not happy with the fans doing the tomahawk chop. You know, well, we got an Indian name for our team. We're going to do the tomahawk chop. I don't like it when the Atlanta Braves do it. I don't like it when the Florida Seminoles do it. Well, I guess they were the ones that started it. And I don't like it when the Kansas City Chiefs do it. I don't like the tomahawk chop. It's just it's uh, it, it's it's pretty racist. And it it's it, and it, at, the, at the very least it's racially insensitive. These people aren't thinking about what are we doing? Why are we doing this? What is this this trope that came about about the tomahawk and how and the and the sounds that we make when we do the tomahawk chop and all that? Why do we do this? People, you know, why, why, why do we do this? This is kind of mean toward another group of people. Which, why, why are we doing this? I know there was a long time in our history, and there still is moments where it takes place now. And I grew up through certain time, uh, through a time where didn't blink an eye at certain things that I look at now and go, oh, you got to be kidding! I think I've mentioned this before. If I haven't, I'll mention it now. But. Uh, um, you know the, the the band Dire Straits, right? You you know them. They had this big album called Brother uh, in Arms, Brothers in Arms, which I owned for a little while, and it's got the you know, the song Walk Walk of Life on it, uh, which was a hit for them, and it's also got the song Money for Nothing, 
which has that video with the computer-generated characters in it. You know, it's very early on in the uh, computer generation animation stuff. Uh, and it's got uh, Sting singing some backing vocals in there. He starts off the song with the, you know, I want my MTV. And, and it's about a couple of characters that uh, you know, work for a living. And they're looking at some videos of rock stars doing their thing. And they're just scoffing at that. The one dude is scoffing to his buddy. He says, you know, we're here hauling refrigerators and such. And that guy, you know, gets his money for nothing and his chicks for free. Because he's a rock star. And there's a segment in that song where they use what would be called now the, 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 new, the new F word. It's a, it's a derogatory term uh, for gay folks. For gay men in particular. And it, Mark Knopfler wrote three times. He put that put that word in the song. That little f word with the earring and the makeup. Yeah, buddy, that's his own hair. That little f word has his own jet airplane. That little f word is a millionaire. And I don't know if that got played on the radio much, and I might have known it from from the album version because I had the album. But boy, I think it did get played on the radio. I don't know if it's in the video anymore or if it was ever in the video. Maybe they took that little bit out. Maybe. I can't I can't remember for sure. But the fact that it's there, and it's just, you, you, at the time, didn't, didn't bat an eye. Yeah, yeah. That was a viable uh, insult to people back then. We didn't think about it. We just didn't, we just didn't think about it. And now we do. Now I do. So, why would I? You know, I'm not innocent. It, it, the times, it's like so. There may be things that we do now that nobody bats an eye about because we're not thinking about. It. Or some people do, and they're starting to starting to say, "Hey, you know, maybe we don't. Hey, you know, maybe maybe we don't say that. Maybe we don't use that word in that context. Maybe we don't. You know, I know freedom of speech and all that kind of shit, but that doesn't mean that you're not." You know, freedom from responsibility because of what you say. Uh, anyway, so it's it, 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 it's things have changed, language has changed. So we don't we hear that now and we think, oh, how did we let it go by back then? So now we see, you know, chiefs. We're starting. To, you know, it's been some years. It's been quite a while. I mean, it goes back to with the Braves to the '91 World Series. I was reading an article uh, about the series uh, for, in Sports Illustrated. This was after the series had taken place. It was the greatest World Series ever played. Uh, two teams that were in last place in their divisions, they were in last place the, the season before, and they were in first place and, and in the World Series the next season. And the Twins, of course, the good guys won. And it, it, the way the, uh, the writer for that... Uh, Sports Illustrated article put it, he said that the because of the tomahawk chop and because of calling themselves the Braves, Native Americans have, have been raising hell about that, saying that we don't like that. Let's change your name. Stop, you know, stop with the tomahawk chop. And uh, um, so the, the reporter was, the way this game was being looked at nationally was that uh, the Braves were America's team. Because I think they had one of those super stations for a while on the cable. There's, uh, um, the Chicago Cubs had a super station, WGN, and so that you know if you had cable and you had W, you would have WGN on it. It was just one of those. It just you just did, and you would get the Cubs games. So the, lots of people around the country became Cubs fans because they had the Cubs game, Cubs games, that they could watch on their cable. Uh, and I believe that Atlanta, they had a network there too. I think it had something to do with Ted Turner. That was a superstation, so you could also get Braves games a bunch. I could be wrong, but it seems to me the Braves were much more visible than the Twins to the nation. So this reporter was calling um, the Atlanta Braves America, uh, America's team, uh, and he was calling the Minnesota Twins Native America's team. So it goes back. So when you see something like that, end racism, and just underneath it, it says chiefs. You know, there's a certain irony there. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, and, 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 and 
I found out a, a fellow that I work with here at the comic book store, which is Nostalgia Zone. Go to NostalgiaZone.com, become a member. You'll save 10% on your purchases. You'll earn points for future purchases. We sell comic books. Uh, old and new, well, not brand new, but old comic books, back issues, that's that's what we deal with. Check out our website, NostalgiaZone.com, uh, and become a member, and buy stuff. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, I was working last week, uh, before the Super Bowl, and uh, um, uh, the one, one of my bosses here said, well, which one are you for? I, I can't remember exactly the words. It was like the Deep State, or the Gay Agenda. So I think I think it was like that. Well, obviously the uh, the gay agenda, and even this is kind of stereotypical. <laughs> but it's San Francisco, right? Which is which is always for for a long time been seen as a gay friendly city, yeah. Um, and which is fine. Every city should be, <laughs> but you know San Francisco has that early reputation. And uh, so, okay, so they're the gay agenda. And the deep state would be Kansas City because, you know, Taylor Swift and uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and, uh, and, you know, trying to push vaccines and, and vote for Joe Biden. You know, it's all the whole, it's that thing. It's all the conspiracy theories bullshit. I was actually pulling for the 49ers. You know, but then I was also happy for the... Kansas City. I kept telling my wife, as the game was getting into the end of the reg, you know regulation time, before it went into overtime. As it was happening, I was watching stuff, and I just said to her, you know, my wife was pulling for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I said, you know, she said, I don't know, you know, I said, no, they've got it, they've got it, they're going to win this game. I said, even if it goes to overtime, they are they're going to win this game, and I was right. They tied it up at the end. Went into overtime. You know, the Chiefs tied it up at the end. Went into overtime. 49ers could only manage a field goal on their first possession in the overtime. And so that meant that, you know, if the Chiefs Chiefs would get to possess, possess the ball, uh, that was part of a rule change that happened, uh, I guess, ironically enough, because of, uh, of a Chiefs... Uh, uh, what game was it? Bills game? I don't think it was a Super Bowl, but it was a game in which we went into overtime, and uh, I think it was the Bills. They didn't even get a chance to have the ball because the Chiefs scored a touchdown right away. And the rules then was if you score a field goal, the other team gets a chance to have the ball and try to score either a field goal or uh, or a touchdown. Uh, a field goal would extend the overtime. A touchdown would win the game. If they don't score, then the game ends, and the person that got that first field goal, or the team that got that first field goal, they win. That's how it was. But if that team scored a touchdown, the first possession in the overtime, that would end the game. So that's what happened. I think it was the Chiefs and the Bills. That's what happened. And the audience all felt cheated. Not just the team felt the teams felt cheated, or at least the Bills felt cheated. It's because well, they didn't even get a chance. They did. This is this is this isn't fair. So the NFL changed the rules. So it was, even if the team that possesses the ball the first first time scores a touchdown, the other team gets a chance to score a touchdown and tie it up and keep it going. So that's that's the change that's happened, and it happened, uh, you know, in the aftermath of a Kansas City Chiefs Buffalo Bills game. So here, the Kansas City Chiefs benefited from that rule change. So that's real deep state there, too. It's like, oh, I see. They play the long game. We're going to get Travis Kelsey involved with Taylor Swift. Uh, we have to do this in an election year that's coming up so that uh, Joe Biden can get reelected. It's all this, all this, you know, come on. Seriously? But that's what, that's how, that's how it was looked at, I guess. And maybe still looked at. There was something going around about uh, Tucker Carlson, the man with the most punchable voice in America, uh, or in the world, uh, he he said something. It, I don't know. I can't say that this is true. I didn't find it. I didn't, wasn't able to verify it. But uh, there's memes going around where he had said if the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, he would kill himself. Well, we're waiting. No, no, I don't. I don't want him to kill himself. Even that piece of shit has a right to live. Uh, and, and by the way, 
I thought I'll bring this in at this point before I get into my Facebook items. <laughs> Although this is kind of a Facebook item. Uh, uh, well, the, um, you know, the end racism thing. But this, uh, about Peerless Loser, I'll just, you know, I will say, he's had an, another, he's lost again. He's had a judgment against him for nearly $355 million. Uh, that fraud case over in New York where, he, you know, he was found guilty of committing fraud. And so now he's been hit with that money, which I guess a GoFundMe page has been set up for this billionaire. He's a billionaire, right? He's a billionaire. Remember when he said that he wouldn't have to take any kind of money to run for president because he had money, but then he took money from people, and he begged for money for his legal defense stuff, and he's you know he's he's just you know to to get it to to help him steal the election. He was begging for money there to help. It's just all a grift. He just wants to get as much money out of his out of his. Uh, out of his cult members as he can. And so now there's a GoFundMe page for a billionaire. Please. So anyway. So that's a lot of money. I mean, $83 million to uh, E. Jean Carroll, I guess, and another $5 million on top of that because she had that earlier uh, um, uh, judgment against him. This is, you know, this is something. So I will say this because I, I, I know I mentioned it before. Uh, and I could be wrong, and I hope I'm not. I thought you know, I've had friends that were saying that you know Trump's going to Trump's going to win if he's allowed to run. He's going to win. His coworker says, well, now my boss <laughs> says the same thing. If he's allowed to run, he's going to win. And I we just had another uh, uh, chip to put on the side of the scale that Biden will win the will win re-election if he's allowed to run because <laughs> he you know he's old. Oh, Jesus. Another chip on that side of the scale, and that is a Democrat was elected senator, was it senator or representative, uh, representative to take over for George Santos. George Santos got expelled. The one thing the Republicans did right in the House is they booted him. And then a Democrat won that, that seat. So that takes that narrow, narrow majority that the Republicans have in the House, takes it down another another person. And this is, you know, he may be fairly conservative as a Democrat, but he's a Democrat. He, he campaigned hard on, you know, we got to take care of the border, which Republicans have been screaming about for a long time. And then finally, when Republicans and Democrats in the Senate did something, you know, they formed, you know, put together a bill that would, do what it could to strengthen and uh, make it, you know, uh, um, you know, secure the border. You know, it's not going to be perfect, but you know, so much more. It was. It, this is what you're asking for. It's largely, you know, the Democrats largely compromised to the the Republicans on that. The Republicans got a lot of what they wanted in that bill, or 118 billion dollars or something. Now there was funding to go to Ukraine, which is what Democrats want. Which why wouldn't the Republicans want that? I don't understand. I thought the Republicans were against the commies. Now I know they're not technically commies, but come on, Ronald Reagan is turning in his grave. And so, anyway, uh, they had everything, and then the the Speaker of the House, Mega, uh, Mega Mike, says, "Nope, nope, dead on arrival. Not going for it." But you guys have been screaming for this for how long? Well, you know, Daddy Trump needs needs something to campaign on. And I hope it backfires. I hope that every Democrat that's running for election or re-election in this, this November, including Biden, reminds every voter that this is what the Republicans did. This is what they did. They wanted this. We gave it to them. And they said, we don't want that. Jeez, they're not serious people. It's not a serious party. A bunch of children. So I say, this is an, this this Democrat being elected to fill the seat that was vacated by Santos's expulsion is another chip on the side for the Democrats. Every election that's taken place since since Trump had had been you know. Uh, selected by the Electoral College to be president in 2016, you know, after the 2016 election. Everything has, by and large, favored the Democrats. Not absolutely, but very much so. You know, it, it's it, the, the red wave we were expecting 
didn't happen. And this, we have Democrats winning and winning and winning. Democrat issues winning and winning. You know, like the uh, uh, abortion issues, when they come up in states, you know, Ohio, which is a swing state, when that, that vote came up to, to protect abortion rights for women, the, the, the people of Ohio overwhelmingly voted to support that. As well as, I think in the same state, recreational marijuana. These are, it's, and, and now, if these are all chips I put on that side of the scale. It's weighing that side down that you know, Biden's going to get reelected because just everything's been going the Democrats' way because the public is seeing it. And so they need to be smart about how they'd campaign and make sure to remind everybody, yeah, this is the guy who killed Roe. You know, this is the, the Democrats who were screaming about how important it was to secure the border that the, the fentanyl that's coming over is killing hundreds of thousands, according to to uh, the peerless, peerless loser every year, and he's willing to have another. You know, this Lawrence O'Donnell pointed this out, and I might have mentioned that on a previous show that you know something like you know uh, peerless loser is saying three hundred thousand people will die because of this fentanyl and the drugs that come over you know, come up from uh, from uh, south of the border, and. He's willing, you know, that's in a year. He's willing to wait a year until he's re-elected president to do something about it. He's willing to let another, in his numbers, 300,000 people die. Yeah, when the numbers are more closer to, like, 90,000, I think. Still a horrendously awful number, but Trump's, you know, he's willing to let them die. Sorry, I'm willing to let them die. I'm willing to do, you know, nothing on the border. You know, um, you know I, I don't want uh, anybody to do anything on the border until I'm president. And it's just like, and he's not going to be, and hopefully he's going to be a prisoner. Anyway, um, that's uh, the politics part of the show. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio. Uh, I'm going to my break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back after this break. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Have you ever wondered what skeptics are up to in countries where English is not necessarily the first language? Or are you interested to learn about some fascinating and sometimes very bizarre Europe-related facts, events or people from history of skepticism? Or do you just want to know who's been really wrong lately? You can find out all about that and more on the award-winning show The ESP, the, the European, European Skeptics, Skeptics Podcast. Podcast. So, where can people find the show? You can find it online at theesp.eu, but you can also follow us on Twitter at espodcast underscore eu, or like us on Facebook. Oh, and you can contact the show by sending an email to info at theesp.eu. If you want to subscribe, do a quick search for the European Skeptics Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get to your podcast. The European Skeptics Podcast. The real ESP experience. Z-Talk Radio is committed to bringing you the best radio possible. We will test your senses with innovative and entertaining radio programming. Honest, informative, inspirational, and on occasion, controversial. Our listening audience will also have the opportunity to interact with the show hosts and guests through live chat and call-in capabilities. You can't be left out of the loop. Tune into all our live shows once and you'll never turn your computer off again. Z-Talk Radio on your computer dial. Your healthy addiction. From Gowie. 
Uga Buga, Matsuana Zumbunga, Buana Buana, Watsawana, Yogi, Umbata, Conjuju, Conmonad, Kalabanga, Ungawa. And you're back on uh, Z Talk Radio's uh, Dimland Radio. That was weird. <laughs> I don't say that. I don't normally reintroduce the show that way, but what the hell. You know, I hope that Ape Man Hop song that we just uh, came out of that break isn't some kind of uh, insensitive thing. It's Ape Man. They're, they're cavemen. You know, that's that's what they mean, right? I hope so. It's Ramones. You know, I <laughs> hope that's not... I hope not. So anyway, about this uh, Super Bowl, <clears throat> just one little interesting bit here. Uh, it was the most watched uh, uh, program event uh, ever, except for the moon landing uh, in 1969, uh, when when human beings landed on the moon. Neil Armstrong and Bu- uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon. It happened. It happened. It wasn't faked. You know, the, 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 the close of the argument, if somebody says it was faked, is you ask them, why didn't the Soviets say so? Why didn't the Soviets accuse us of faking the moon landing? They didn't. We were doing this. You know, we faked it because, well, we couldn't figure out how to do it, and we wanted to beat the uh, Soviets, and we, we wanted to save face for you know, you know, President Kennedy. So, you know, so we, 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 we faked it. So we could beat the Soviets, huh? Yeah. So wouldn't the Soviets have been paying close enough attention to realize that we faked it? Really? Anyway. We didn't fake it. Anyway, but that's still the highest viewed uh, television event. Uh, I think I think still the highest viewed... It's, a, it's an event, obviously, but it was a program. It was a show. It was a series. The highest viewed television series episode is still the last uh, episode of MASH, which had something like 106 million viewers or something like that. Something something along that line. Whereas, now, this last Super Bowl had a hundred, uh, averaged 123.4 million viewers. And, and then it says, uh, the article I was reading about it, said that at, at point, there were... A, there were at least 200, 202.4 million people who watched at least some of the Super Bowl. But uh, the, the number that becomes the actual record number uh, for, for the, you know, to, you know, that goes in the record books is the 123.4 million. Um, the moon landing in, 19, in July of 1969 has, uh, it's estimated it's 125 to 150 million. Now that's Americans watching it. Yeah, you know, it's I mean around the world there was a lot more people watching, but that just those are just American in America. Those are the numbers. Same with that Super Bowl in America. Because around the world it might be you know I don't know. I I I, I don't want to even hazard to guess around the world how many people watch the Super Bowl or how many people watched the landing on the moon, but it was a lot. So. <clears throat> I thought, to put this in a little bit of perspective about how watched the moon landing was, I thought, okay, 125 to 150 million Americans watched, watched that moon landing. At the time, the population of the United States in 1969 was 202.7 million which that is that number is just a touch higher than the number of people who watched at least part of the last Super Bowl because that was 202 202.4 million watched at least part of this most recent Super Bowl the population of the United States in 1969 was 202.7 million people so had that number watched the moon landing, that would be virtually everyone watched it in America. It's not that far off because there were 125 to 150 million people who watched it, and that's not that far. <laughs> you know, when you look at it, when you think of, okay, the Super Bowl had 123.4 million. That's the record, that's the number that they're putting. 
there's 340 million, Ameri million Americans now. So, you know, the, the amount, the percentage of America watching is not quite as high. Uh, I think that's, it's, that's less than half it, it, with that number, the 123.4 uh, million. It's less than half of the 340 million. But, uh, you know, 125 million, which is the low number estimate of, the, of watching the moon landing, well, that's, that's more than half of 202.7 million people. So that was an event. And it wasn't faked. Absolutely not. Wasn't faked. So, um, Facebook items. Here's another one. Uh, there's, there's a meme that uh, this was a weird... When somebody... This is an example of somebody not getting the point and not willing to stop their their trajectory on something and pull back and look at it and say huh oh okay i see you know to, to try to figure out what's going on right it had to do it so you know taylor swift has become you know well she's you know, she's, you know the the right wingers are just you know you know losing their crap over her losing her she's she's uh you know it, it, it i i think i mentioned that you know there's the incel type uh, right wing um podcasts and whatever youtube channels and that just going on and on about her well, she's not even pretty she's uh, she looks like a boy meh, meh, meh. when you know damn well if she you know said that she you should vote for trump they'd all be wetting their pants over her yeah They'd all be, it, it'd just be, oh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know that. It's just that she wants, and I and I misspoke when I talked about this before. Um, she she does want to encourage her, her Swifties, her followers, to vote. Those of that are, you know, to register and vote. If you're of voting age, register and vote. She does encourage that in general. And, but she hasn't, as far you know, this year she hasn't said vote for Joe Biden or vote for Democrats. In in 2020, she did come out and say vote for Biden. And so, you know, she hasn't done that officially this year. Will she? I hope she does. <laughs> I hope she does because it's just love to watch uh, the right wingers lose their shit. Uh, but you know. That hasn't happened yet. Anyway, so this is part of... Uh, well, here's what... I don't have the exact words to it, because uh, uh, so I'll paraphrase, but uh, there was a picture of, uh, of Taylor Swift standing with her parents. And that, you know, that, that's making the rounds on the, on the social media. And there's this comment with it. And the person in the comments is pointing out that Taylor Swift got a lot of help from her parents in her career. Her parents have money. You know, uh, I guess her dad was able to buy into a studio or something. Or get her, you know, they they helped her out financially as well as you know normal parents parental support. You know, well, financial is also normal parent parental support. <laughs> I know. Uh, and sometimes it goes when you're in your adult life too. Sometimes. You know, sometimes mom and dad might have the money that you need, <laughs> and, and they offer better terms than a bank. I know. So anyway, that was posted about you know, just giving that background information that that uh, uh, you know that you know she she had her parents' help, and they had money. So I read that, and I and I put a comment on there saying so. Yeah, you know, uh, that's the that's that's one of the proper responses. Another proper response to that is so what. And an even more proper response, or you know, that you could bring it out, say, you know, so what? What's your point? What are you trying to say? Because what they're trying to say, at least what I got from it, and what a lot of other people commenting on it got it, because there were other people who said so and so what. It's, what what I got from that is that 
Oh, she's not all that. Her, it's to diminish her talent. It's to diminish her skills. It's to diminish the work she's done. To diminish, to, to dismiss her popularity because, oh, she wouldn't be there if it wasn't for her rich parents. Maybe. Maybe. You don't know. But how does that diminish what she's able to do? I can't, I don't, I think I, I think I know part of one song of hers. The, the one that has the never, 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 right? Isn't that one of hers? I don't know. I mean, I seriously, I, I, I'm sure I've heard her songs and just, you know, at a grocery store and just didn't know it was her. You know, it, it, but, you know, I, I, if it's past 1995, chances are I don't know it. Because <laughs> they're one of the new people. And 1995 was 30 years ago. It's like, they're, they're one of the new people. That's I've, 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 I've crossed that Rubicon. <laughs> I, it's like, yep, I'm on the side now where, yeah, I I don't know any of this stuff anymore because I just don't have the energy or the or the inclination to pay that much attention. It's the new stuff. Let the kids have the new stuff. It's fine. Let me listen to my Who records and my old punk rock and and I'll be happy in my '80s stuff and I'll be happy. Yeah, and maybe I'll find something new here and there. Something will be introduced to me. If somebody say, hey, listen to this song, and I'll listen to it. Oh, I like that song. So, okay, it'll happen. But I, I, if they're one of the new people, it's the same thing with actors. They're one of the new people. I don't know who that is. <laughs> they look at commercials, and there's somebody, there's an actor on there uh, endorsing something. And I'm thinking, should I know who this person is? It's, if you get the feeling like you should know who they are. And most of the audience watching, I assume, does know who they are unless they unless they cross that that line in their life where they they just stop paying attention to what's new and so i so unless they're at that level uh along with me then they don't know i i don't i i don't know who that is there are some that crack through that i might know but i just you know that's i'm old what can i tell you so that that was the idea. It we we are this is a dismissive this is dismissing her. This is diminishing her her fame and her fortune. This is making it her less because she had help from mommy and daddy. Which what person hasn't had help from you know I I'm sure you know there are people out there that had to make it through life because they had shit parents. But most of us have had help from our parents in some way or another. Yeah, and and oh, much of what we're, we've been able to accomplish later in life, from our parents to our parents, in the setting us up, making helping us form us the people that we are, and all that sort of thing. And so, it's. I just find it, uh, uh, you know, this this dismissive. So the proper answer was so, so what? I I read, I showed the picture to my wife, and I read what the thing said, and she said. Without any prompting from me, I said, "Here, what do you think of this?" Showed her the picture, read it to her, and she said, "So." I said, "Exactly. You got it right." Well, one person in the comments didn't get it, and each time somebody had said "so," they responded to that person with the same, essentially the same. They cut and paste, pretty much, just saying. Her parents cared about her, and they did wanted to help her out, and and like you don't, or something like that, you know, it's causing us, you know, calling us bad parents, and 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 the people would not just me, they responded to that person saying, reread what I wrote, reread it, and again, she's just no, she will not hear it, and I and I I tried with her a little bit. I said, you need to learn how to recognize a dismissal. That is a dismissal. They are trying to undercut her achievements because mommy and daddy helped her. They're trying to undercut those her achievements. And so, you know, you're not you're missing that. And those of us who are saying so are 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 asking, are challenging that. What's your point? Why are you saying that? That's what we're doing. That's our reaction. We're not, you know, and she just Nope, she wouldn't hear. She fired back at me about being a Trump supporter. Me being a Trump supporter. <laughs> she should have gone to my 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 Facebook page, 
and seen the cover photo. It's a picture of uh, 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 an AI animated or, or, or illustrated. I think it's AI. It's an illustrated image of, of Taylor Swift uh, with her hands up and like uh, like like in witch poses. You know, like she's going like she's casting a spell or something, and she's saying "boo." That's my, that's my cover picture. At least it was. At that time, look at that. Is that somebody that doesn't uh, think that Taylor Swift deserves to have her fame? <laughs> you see, I may not be into her stuff. It doesn't mean that I don't, you know, don't think she shouldn't deserve her fame. But anyway, so she she just wouldn't hear it, and I kept, you know tried another little pass, and then finally I said, okay, I, you know, either you are incapable of getting the point, or you're a troll. You know, if you are in, if you're not getting the point, I will say to you, you are arguing with people who agree with you. If you're a troll, I hope you have I hope you had fun, and I said I'm done with you, and I moved on. So I maybe I shouldn't even bothered. I I don't know, but it's just sometimes it's just like you try. So no, we we're on your side. You're arguing with people who are on your side. So she had help from her parents. It's great that their parents, you know, were able to give her the help that they could give her. That's great. But, you know, and I also have to be cognizant of the fact that, well, you know, Donald Trump had help from his dad. <laughs> anyway, uh, I know. Uh, so the other thing, um, uh, a Facebook friend that I went to high school with, where am I at in my time scale here? Oh, shit. I should take a break. Well, I'll get through this, and then I'll take a break. Uh, he, uh, he he posted this uh, question. It was uh, somebody else who put it up there, and it says, uh, Agree or disagree? Teachers should be allowed to tell the kids in their class about Jesus Christ. Well, I would agree... As long as the teachers also tell their class about Allah, Muhammad, Moses, uh, Amaterasu, uh, Odin, Thor, Shiva, uh, Wat Watatsumi, uh, Inara, Ganesha, Vishnu, Zenu, uh, Isis, Osiris, Fujin, Anubis, uh, Ares, Hermes, Bixia, uh, Shango, Baphomet, uh, Malingu, Oya, uh, Sedna, Penga, Zeus, and that's just to name a few. And I hope, I, I'm sure I butchered a couple of those names, because, and I'm sorry if I did. If you're going to teach about the one, teach about the all, uh, the all. There are lots of gods and holy people, you know, that are believed in holy entities or whatever that are believed in in this world are we supposed to teach them all this is now this in public schools you want your kid to learn about religion in school you want your kid to learn about jesus christ in school send them to a catholic school or send them to some religious school a private school pay for it don't take taxpayer dollars from people who are hindu and people who are muslim and people who are atheists don't take their taxpayer dollars to teach their kids about your God. Don't. That's not how it works. The approach is, you know, if you're if you're teaching, if your class is world religions, then absolutely you tell them about that. You teach them about it. this is what people believe about these people. This is what you know the gullible who live among us. <laughs> no, I know religion fills a, a niche that an evolutionary niche, I guess. Because so many people believe it. And you know, sometimes I seem to argue that the majority should be listened to, and sometimes the majority shouldn't be listened to. It's, how, <laughs> it's a case-by-case -case basis, I guess. But I just saw that, and I just thought, no, I, no, no. You want your, you want your kids to learn? Take them to church. Send them to Sunday school. If you're going to send your kids to private uh, a public school, and you want them to learn about Jesus, send them to church. Send them to Sunday school, teach them at home, but don't expect the teacher, who might be a Christian, just like you, who might be, and likely is, but they may not be the same brand of Christian that you are, so maybe they'll teach about Jesus in the wrong way. 
it's just, let's just not do it, okay? And, you know, and and what was it? Uh, somebody had pointed out, you know, there's, there's like 5,000 gods in the world. But the only one that should be taught in our school has to be the, the Christian one. And they're so persecuted. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, I'm going to take my next break. Uh, and then I'm going to have to wrap up because I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm getting close to the end of this show. Well, you know, that's what happens over time. And you can't get it back. And the time's gone. It's just gone. Okay, I'm rambling now. You're listening to Dimline Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'll be back. Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. That song there takes a while to get going. It's called Away, by the and it's by the Feelies. It just uh, it builds. <laughs> it's just it's it's one of my longer bumpers. It goes 30 seconds uh, because it it takes a while before the it starts to start to rev up, <laughs> and it's kind of kind of quiet through the whole thing. I don't know. It's a uh, uh, maybe I'll keep the bumper. I'll, maybe I'll get rid of it. But yeah, it's a good song. Um, and you can go to my um, blog, which is uh, for the show, for the show notes. Go to dimland.com, click on the blog slash, or the show notes slash blog option, and you'll get to this week's show notes. As you go down to the bottom there, there'll be links to the songs that were played in the bumpers. And uh, if I can find a YouTube link for it, you know, I will. If I can't, well, then I won't link to it. <laughs> but... It's a it's a good song. It it gets uh, it gets moving. It takes a while to start, but anyway, um, I have not done one of these in a long time. It's not true. It's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. Okay, what's not true? You've heard undoubtedly. You know, I might have done this already, but what the hell? Uh, I mean, I'm coming up on 13 years on the show. I might hit topics more than once. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Uh, anyway, um, you are probably aware of the uh, the idea that when women, uh, those that have, you know, all the, you know, the women that have all the internal plumbing that matches the gender written on their birth certificate. You know, that kind of... Women 
uh, and even well, let's, when they have their menstrual cycles. Okay, women who can have menstrual cycles or have the ability to have menstrual cycles. You've heard how when they work together or live together, their cycles sync up. Pheromones or something. Well, it's not true. That doesn't happen. Uh, I was looking at some, it just came up at work the other day and I just was saying, no, it's not true. What happens is women, you know, they, you know, not all women aren't built with. Uh, uh, you have a 28-day cycle, and it begins now, and it goes 28 days, and it's that way all the time, every time. That's how it is. For everyone, boom, right? It, it, and and so they, you know, and if it were such a case, and then when women would move together and move in together, one might have that 28-day cycle, you know, uh, a, a little different than the other one. But then for some reason they sync up. Well, that's because not everybody's exact. It's, 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 they converge and then they diverge. And it's a confirmation bias kind of thing. They notice it when it happens. Oh my goodness, we're having a period at the same time. It's just that, you know, for the first time we've been living together for a, a year and uh, it's been, you know, and it's finally, we've synced up. Oh, after a year we've synced up. And so the next month they might still be pretty close to synced up, but the month after that, maybe they're not so synced up. And then as time goes on, they're not synced up anymore. It's just because nobody's perfect. <laughs> it's not, it's not a perfect schedule. Some women... Are, are you know are, you know it's less than 28 day cycle some women it's longer some women it's 28 28 days this month and it's 25 days the next month and or it's 30 days the month after that or or they they cycle every month and a half or what I don't know it's different but there are times when you get them together get people together you'll note that you know, they'll note that oh we're having our periods together we've synced up well you've converged and soon you will you know you will diverge again and then you'll then you'll converge again down the road it's just it, this is not it's not going to be you know every month now we're synced up it, it doesn't happen it doesn't happen there's a study that I was looking at that that said about the same that said the same thing i was telling the people you know it says women's menstrual cycles do not sync up when in close proximity for long over long periods, <laughs> no ten pun intended, <laughs> of time, uh, the sinking uh, doesn't occur uh, in anything that would exceed chance. You know, they just you just happen to be on the same cycle, and you stay pretty close. You just that's just chance. It just it's coincidence. But uh, living together, working together, it's it's not it's not going to do it. Um, it's just what's more likely, this according to the study, is what's happening is women's cycles uh, converge and diverge, you know, throughout. And they, much like, you know, like, you know, moon madness. You know, people say, oh, emergency rooms are crazy on full moon nights. When's the night of full moon? It's crazy. People act nuts. It must be a full moon. Well, they notice all the times that something nutty is going on and it's a full moon. And they say, oh, see, full moon uh, explains why it's so nutty today. You know, why it's so crazy tonight here at the bar or, you know, in the emergency room or whatever. But they forget all those other times when it gets just as crazy, but there's no full moon. They don't, that doesn't register. It only registers when they're, they're, there's the full moon. And they, because they're, they're, they're exposed to this idea that that's, that's what happens. The moon makes people go crazy. And it doesn't. It does. It's the full moon. The emergency room visits aren't any higher on nights of the full moon than they are on nights without a full moon. It's just, it just doesn't happen. And it's, it's a confirmation bias thing. You notice it when it does happen. But it, you know, it, but you, and you don't notice all the times that it doesn't happen. You go to a psychic, and the psychic throws out five thousand guesses about you, and they get three or four of them right. You remember the three or four of them they got right, and you forget the four thousand nine hundred and. 96 or 7 that they got wrong. It's just, you, you remember the hits, you forget the misses. And you should never forget the misses, especially around Valentine's Day, fellas. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's that. And then 
I said something, I noticed something the other day. This was, uh, uh, I just, I was watching, my wife and I, we watch uh, quite a bit of hockey uh, lately. It's just something to have on while I'm doing the comic book stuff that I do at home uh, for the store. And it's just, it's just something to have on. And we, and we enjoy the game. And there are fights in hockey. Uh, not as many as there used to be, although I seem to notice a slight uptick, maybe. But I could be wrong. But it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's as much as it used to be. And I, there was one game we were watching. A fight started. And it was uh, more than just kind of like a grabbing each other and kind of shaking each other around a little bit and trying to punch. This was, you know, this was much more of a, of a fight where the punches were being thrown and guys were being hit and, you know, it, it was happening. And the announcer for the game is giving a blow-by-blow description of the fight while we're watching it. Oh, and he gets some of an uppercut here. Oh, and a good shot there on the head. And gets, he's, he's, he's describing it. And I just thought to myself, that's weird. It's weird that fighting is part of the game of hockey. I understand there's a whole etiquette to it. There's a whole like list of unwritten rules that the players go by. Uh, who's going to do the fight? When it's going to happen? Why it's going to happen? You know, there are guys that are called goons, which I don't know if they use them quite as much as they used to in hockey. But they're, the goons guys were the ones that had you know marginal talent as far as being a hockey player, but they were big and they were strong. And what they would do was that the that the performance players, you know, the guys that are really good, if something you know somebody tried to you know hurt them or an opposing team uh, player tried to do something to that to the to the skill player to the top player the goon would then take it out um, the, the skill player might not you know sometimes they would get into the fights but it was the goon's job to keep the skill player from getting in the fights want to keep the skill player on the ice the goon doesn't man you know if i sit in the box for two minutes or five minutes or whatever that's fine. I, you know, they got to get their message across. You don't mess with our guy, and, and teams have that. And there's a kind of like the two players that are going to fight each other. They're, there's like a uh, they, they're going to drop the puck. They're doing a faceoff, and you know the two players are looking at each other, and, and they know this is we're going to go. They know they they've, they've let each other know we're going to go when this puck drops. We're going to go, and the puck drops, and they drop their gloves, and boom, they they just start to fight. It's it's it, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. There are rules to it about when it happens. I'm not sure if they have rules about what kind of fighting they are allowed to do. But, you know, it's a lot of punches at the head because that's pretty much the only thing they can hit that doesn't have any pads on it. You know, it's, it's, it swings for the head. If you can get that guy's helmet off, you know, but a lot of times they're just punching the helmet. So a lot of times in the fights, there's not much damage that happens to the guys from the fights because they're punching the pads and they're punching the helmet. But uh, but there are some. You know, there are some. But I know it's part of the game. It's been a part of the game for, for a long, long, long time. I know it is. And I'm not saying I don't enjoy them because sometimes, unless they get a little too brutal, then I start pulling back and going, eh, yeah, yeah, stop it. Stop the fight now. But you know, a little bit, you know, you keyed up with the game and all that. I, I can, you know, I can enjoy it and be entertained by it. I still think it's weird. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, we've come to the end of another Dimland Radio. Uh, let's see, what else do I say? Oh yeah, I say uh, that you should be skeptical and that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Well, I didn't play the sounder out of the It's Not True thing. Oh well! <laughs> Sometimes I forget. Uh, anyway, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com and I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. So, women being together for long periods of time, having their menstrual cycles psych up, it's not true. It's not true, it's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. Okay, so that's got that in there. Whew. Uh, now I gotta figure out how to edit it.